Welcome to the Discover True Treasure podcast. I'm your host, Angela. Today, we are going to continue our study of the book of Galatians by studying verses 23 through 29 of chapter 3. If you missed last week's episode, feel free to go back and listen to it. However, it is perfectly fine to listen to the episodes out of order. During last week's episode, we learned that God's promises are sure and cannot be broken because it is impossible for God to lie. We also learned that one reason the law was given was to show people their sins. In this week's episode, we are going to dive a little deeper into the purpose for the law. Okay, I hope you're ready to study the Word of God. Let's begin. Let's begin by reading the verses that we'll be studying. I'm going to read these verses from the New Living Translation, and I may refer to these verses in the King James Version as well throughout the study. Starting with verse 23. Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under guard by the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Okay, so now that we've read the verses that we will be studying, let's start making some general observations. And Let's start with uh, verses 23 and 24. Okay, so in verse 23, Paul stated that before the way of faith was made available, the Jewish people were kept under guard by the law. The New Living Translation says um, that they were kept in protective custody. So basically, the law was designed to protect them until the way of righteousness by faith was revealed through Christ Jesus. So God's covenant with the children of Israel, I believe, was divinely brilliant because it enabled the children of Israel to receive God's favor, his goodness, his blessings, even though they still had a sinful nature. Um, but they were able to receive God's blessings by looking to him and being fully persuaded that he alone is God. And by coming into covenant with God through the law, the children of Israel consented to God's divine intervention. And as we read the Old Testament, we see time and time again how God divinely intervened for the children of Israel when they looked to him and him alone for help. 
And we also see that there were times when they took their eyes off God. They started to worship idols and they forfeited or they turned away from God's help. And we, we can see that the result was always terrible. And they found themselves with no cover or protection from the consequences of sin. And the children of Israel suffered great devastation and destruction as a result of their sin, as a result of their idolatry, until uh, they reached a point where they were ultimately driven into exile. Um, now, let me read something from Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy 29, verses 18, it says, and this is from the New Living Translation. It says, I am making this covenant with you so that no one among you, no man, woman, clan, or tribe will turn away from the Lord our God to worship these gods of other nations. And so that no root among you bears bitter and poisonous fruit. Wow. Now look at that. God did not want them to turn away to worship idols because he knew what the result would be, bitter and poisonous fruit. So even though we know that the law could not justify anyone, it didn't justify them, but it did teach them the basics, if you will. It taught them about sin. It, it, it taught them that God was the only true God. And it was his will that they would avail themselves uh, of his favor and of his intervention in their lives by worshiping him and him alone. Okay, so now in verse 24, he says that um, the law was like a guardian to the children of Israel. And um, the King James Version says that the law was their schoolmaster. And I like that uh, translation because it makes me think about how the children of Israel learned uh, what sin was because of the law. It makes me think about how the law taught them. And it taught them that God was the only true God, that there's no other God but God. So... The King James Version says, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. So again, the law does not justify anyone. Rather, the law was designed to bring us to Christ so that we might be justified by faith. Amen. Let's move on to verse 25. Okay, so let's talk about verses 25 and 26. All right, so in these verses, Paul tells us that now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. We no longer need the protection of the law because we are now made righteous by faith and we have God's favor forever. We are made right with God forever. And those of us who have put our faith in Christ Jesus, we are now the children of God and we have the Holy Spirit and he teaches us. He leads and guides us into all truth. He reveals the will of God and the ways of God to us. 
So there is no longer the need for the law to those who have been made righteous by faith in Christ Jesus, because the law's very purpose, its very purpose was to lead us to Christ. In Romans uh, chapter 10, verse four, it says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Okay, let's move on to verse 27. Okay, so here in verse 27, we learn that we who have been united in Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. So by God's miraculous power, those of us who have put our faith in Christ Jesus, we are now new creatures in Christ. We are a new creation. So let me explain this a little further by reading Romans 6 uh, verses 3 through 5. And this is from the New Living Translation. And it reads, or have you forgotten that When we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in death, we will also be raised to life as he was. So these verses tell us that being baptized in Christ means that we have joined him in his death. Our sinful nature has been crucified with Christ. And just as Christ was raised from the dead, we also have been risen in him with new life, eternal life dwelling on the inside of us. Paul says in Galatians 2.20, and we talked about this in a previous episode, he said, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And Paul said in Colossians uh, 3.3 that we are dead and our lives are hid with Christ in God. So we have been crucified with Christ and now we put on the robe of righteousness, so to speak. We clothe ourselves with the righteousness of Christ Jesus by faith. Amen. All right, let's move on to verses 28 and 29. Okay, so in verse 28, Paul simply states that we are one in Christ Jesus. In God's sight, there is no distinction between Jew or Gentile, slave or free, or even male and female. We are all one in Christ Jesus as children of God. And in verse 29, uh, verse 29 is basically the end of Paul explaining what he stated way back in verse 14 of this chapter, which is the truth that through Christ Jesus we have been blessed with the same blessing God promised to Abraham. So he wraps all of that up here in verse 29 by basically telling us that since we now belong to Christ, we are the true children of Abraham. And therefore, by being the rightful heirs of Abraham, we can be assured that God's promise to Abraham of being made righteous by faith belongs to us as well. Amen.
Okay, so let's move on to the application part of the study. And let's talk about how can we apply these verses to our lives? And I have two takeaways. And the first is um, that we are all one in Christ. I just love that verse, verse 28, that we are all one in Christ. We are the children of God. If we are believers in Christ Jesus, then we are children of God. And it was his plan, God's plan all along for his children to partake of his wonderful blessings and receive the inheritance of eternal life. And, you know, his plan didn't include separation or division. And I think that the most wonderful title we could ever have is child of God, because we have literally, although miraculously and by the power of God, we have been reborn after the nature of God. Amen. You know, I think we can examine this wonderful truth even closer by just looking at a worldly example. I mean, let's say, let's say that you adopted five children and you adopted three girls and two boys. And let's just say you, let's just say two of your children are of African descent. One is of European descent. uh, One is of Spanish descent. And let's say one is of Asian descent. Well, we know according to the laws of the land, they are your children. They are your heirs. One is not less of your child than the other. They are all simply your children. Gender doesn't matter. National origin or ethnicity doesn't matter. They are all your true, legal, and rightful heirs. And it is, it is the same and even more wonderful when it comes to us believers in God. We are all children of God. There is no distinction. Some of us are not more of his children than the others. There are no second class children in the kingdom of God. We who are believers are children of God because we have put on Christ. So that means we have put on his righteousness. So when God sees us, he sees the righteousness of Christ. And therefore, there's no longer any distinction. Instead, we are one. We are united in Christ. Amen. Okay, so my second takeaway is that the way of faith has come. And amen, hallelujah, that the way of faith has come. The way of being made righteous has come. In fact, it's the only way of being made righteous, and it is here. And it is it is through faith in Christ. And so this point you may have noticed is really, really being driven home in this book of Galatians because it is important. It's so important. It's important to know that there is no other way that we could ever achieve righteousness. It can't be found in the law. You know, we just learned that the law cannot give us life. We learned that the law cannot make us righteous. And we just learned that the law was designed to lead us to Christ because righteousness and eternal life can only be found in him. Amen. Okay, so this week's meditation scripture will be Galatians 3.25. And let me read that from the New Living Translation. And it reads, And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our 
guardian. So this scripture just reminds me that the purpose of the law was to bring people to Christ. It was to lead us or guide us to Christ. And as I uh, said before, Romans uh, 10, 4 says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. So we don't need the law as our guardian. You know, we don't need the law to tell us not to steal or kill or commit adultery or be generous. We don't need the law to teach us basic elements of God and who he is. We, we now have the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit. We have the very nature of God on the inside of us, and he will lead us and guide us into all truth. Amen. Okay, so let's end this Bible study with prayer. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that the way of faith has now come. Thank you for the finished work of Jesus Christ and that all who believe on Christ are made righteous. Thank you that we have been freed from bondage and freed from slavery to sin. Thank you that we've been freed from an existence in which we were groping for life. We were groping and reaching and striving to attain eternal life by following the commands of the law or our own self-effort. Thank you that we now have true life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Heavenly Father, thank you that we as believers are all one in Christ Jesus. Thank you that there is no distinction between us as being Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, but we as believers are all your children. And therefore we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you were blessed by today's Bible study. Please join me next week as we will continue our study of the book of Galatians by reading verses 1 through 9 of chapter 4. If you have a prayer request, a comment, or question, please leave me a message. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast and share it with others. Until next time, rest in the assurance that you are valuable and dearly loved by our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you.